Well, hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I ain't looking to compete with you, beat or cheat or mistreat you, simplify you, classify you, deny, defy or crucify you. All I really want to do is baby be friends with you. Bob Dylan sang that and um, it seems particularly relevant to this week's podcast because what I want to speak about this week is expectation. I suppose really that word expectation can be taken in two different ways. The expectation we have of ourselves and the expectation that others have of us. Why am I talking about it this week? Well, because somebody left a a two-star and a one-star rating on iTunes for this podcast. And as anybody knows who's listened to the podcast before, I don't mind that at all. Uh, It's not a problem for me that somebody didn't feel that it was very good. But then it made me think, well, why would you do that? Why would you feel the need to share the fact that you didn't think it was very good? Well, obviously you didn't think it was very good because it, it didn't meet the expectations of the person. And that's okay. I'm not producing the podcast to meet anybody's expectation. At the same time, I spoke a few podcasts ago about somebody who'd left a, a negative um, review of, of my latest book. I'm very open to talk about these negatives, not just people who say that things are great. But it also made me think, well, you know, that book obviously didn't fulfill the expectation of that person. So let's tie that in, shall we, as to where we are as photographers. Well, of course, in an Instagram world, in a social media world, where it's all about likes, suddenly that that sense of expectation can become incredibly dominant and actually very, very destructive to somebody's mental well-being. Of course, if that's the case, if you feel it's important that you are meeting somebody else's um, expectation, which, as I said, I don't. I'm not doing anything to get people's expectations fulfilled. I'm just trying to do the very best I can. That's the same situation in commissioned photography. When I was commissioning photography, I never had really any great expectation of the photographers whom I was working with. What I asked of them was that they just did their best and and they surprised me and they came up with something that really challenged me. I got an email recently from somebody very um, concerned that they'd done a a large advertising job for a a brand, a photographic, um, I suppose a whole week of photography. And that person had found out quite late in the day via a circuitous route that the client wasn't very happy with the work the work hadn't met the expectation and yet that client had had somebody there an art director there who had felt that everything was going well so it can have an incredibly detrimental effect on the photographer who's supplied work who's done their best and has thought that at the time everything was going well then finds out that actually it hadn't but didn't really understand why 
the idea of the commission is meeting expectation. But when I was commissioning and really lucky enough to choose photographers to work with, I invariably tried to choose people who are difficult. Not difficult as people, but difficult in the sense that they weren't going to be told what to do. They weren't going to be given a mood board and recreate that mood board. Working with Jane Bowne and Leonard Freed and Abbas and William Klein, amongst many others that I did, and Gavin Evans, a great photographer, incredibly difficult to work with, but I loved that. If you don't know Gavin's work, he's the man behind the David Bowie um, fingers to the lips picture. But anyway, I think what we're talking about here is expectation. And I suppose the reason I'm raising it this week is trying to encourage all of you to just kind of not put too big an expectation, too, not too great an expectation on yourself. Not to be too concerned about expectation when you don't meet others' expectations. And also from a commissioning perspective, to not get too hung up on those expectations to try and maintain your strong independent voice and not feel that you need to be judged by followings and clicks and so forth it's difficult i appreciate that but and in the end of the day at the end of the day the one thing that i believe any of us can do is just do our best so when we get that negative response, when we get the one-star review, it doesn't really matter. It just means that someone felt that they needed to be heard. For those of you listening to this podcast who may have some kind of connection with academic publishing or photographic publishing outside of the photographic book, uh, interesting news this week that... Um, Bloomsbury Academics photographic books have been taken over by the megalithic Taylor Francis. It had a personal kind of a resonance to me because a few years ago I started out writing my first book connected with photography with Focal Press, who I recognised as a very established photography publisher. Uh, whilst I was doing that book, they got taken over by Taylor Francis. In the process of that takeover, things went a little bit awry. And I have to say, um, I got a little bit confused about what was going on. As I moved into my second book, I was aware that it was Focal Press, Taylor Francis. And hey, guess what happened? Halfway through producing that book, they got taken over by Routledge. Now my first two books are published by Routledge, although I began with a publisher that was Focal Press. Just before Christmas, my latest book came out by a Bloomsbury academic, and now I find out that they've been taken over by Taylor Francis. I'm not even sure whether or not that means that's been taken over by Routledge as well, because no one's communicated with me. I found out all out all of this news by seeing something on Facebook. I often talk about the need for good communication between those who look to writers and photographers for their content, for their product. Yes, I'm using those two words that I don't really like, but I'm using them because I know that that's how a lot of these publishers see what we do. Uh, despite the fact of needing us, they don't seem to feel the need to talk to us. I keep saying the same thing every week. 
I hope it's not getting boring, but I think it's important to keep saying it until maybe something changes. I've been involved with photography for a long time, roughly over 35 years, I suppose, with professional photography. But I still get excited about discovering new photographers working in ways that either I don't understand or that I feel kind of draws me in to try and find out more. This week's contributor is certainly one of those photographers, Pixie Liao. Born and raised in Shanghai, China, Pixie is an artist currently living in Brooklyn, New York. Her work sheds light on traditional gender roles, asking the viewer to question their place in society and in particular within heterosexual relationships. She's a recipient of an NYFA Fellowship in Photography, a Santo Foundation Individual Artist Award and an NFOCO New York, sorry, New Works Fellowship. Pixie has also completed artist residences at the University of Arts London, the School of Visual Arts Riso Lab, the Centre for Photography at Woodstock and the Camera Club of New York. She's participated in exhibitions and performances in institutions internationally, including the UCCA Centre for Contemporary Art in Beijing, China, uh, the He Zhangnang Art Museum Shenzhen, China, the Museum of Sex in New York, Asia Society in Houston, uh, the Open Eye Gallery Liverpool, the Chambers Fine Art New York, the Liao Zhu Projects in Shanghai, and First Draft Gallery Sydney, Australia. Liao holds an MFA in photography from the University of Memphis. Photography is an easy medium. It seems so easy. It reminded me of the time when I picked up a bass because I thought it was the easiest instrument to play in a band. Well, it was not. Luckily, I didn't fail as a photographer as much as I fail as a bassist. Photography is not easy. It is immediate, but not easy. It's not easy probably because it is too easy that anyone can take a picture. That makes it so hard to be a photographer. Photography is a magical medium. It's a medium that lets the photographer to use reality as the art material. You take a picture and a picture immediately look like reality. It is a medium that makes artwork so similar to reality. And you as the photographer has the power to bend that reality. Photography is also like a chemical reaction. It mixes you and the reality into one formula and creates an image. I am one part of the elements in this process. I need to throw myself into it. The more of me, the more pure part of me, the raw side of me I throw into the process, the more reaction I can get that is caused by me. Thank you, Pixie, this week for your contribution. Very short, very succinct, but I think absolutely to the point. Also made me laugh there because I too picked up the bass thinking it was the easiest um, instrument to play. And after a couple of years of playing in a band, playing the bass, I realised just how bad I was, but I also realised how difficult it was. Back in those days, in the early 80s, it was enough just to turn yourself up loud, have your bass swing low on your knees and uh, strike a pose, I suppose, in a slightly kind of Paul Simeon kind of a, a way. Uh, he couldn't play the bass either. And I thought that was OK. Same with photography. Very easy sometimes, isn't it? 
to just kind of blow up the colours, make it look um, graphic and uh, say that that's kind of what you intended, even if you didn't. The subtlety and the nuance are the keys to both bass playing and also uh, the ability to uh, create work which has some kind of lasting value and some depth to it. Also that ability to be consistent. So who knew that bass playing was going to be a central theme of understanding photography this week? But um, that's what happens when you just throw the doors open and uh, ask people to respond to the question of what does photography mean to them? in such an open way. It's been quite interesting, actually, because a couple of people have asked me whether or not um, I would interview them uh, around the question. I was absolutely not. For me, the excitement and the importance of this strand within the podcast is not knowing what you're going to get. And I suppose that goes straight back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast about expectation. I don't have any expectation of what I receive. I'm just grateful that people feel that they can contribute and that they want to contribute. And that to me is important. Just following on with this theme of expectation again, I wonder if we all ask ourselves, what is our expectation of our knowledge of the medium? Uh, In the last week, a photographer who I've been mentoring kind of informally uh, sent me some work that they'd been working on and that we've been discussing over the last year. It's really strong work and it's really exciting to see how that body of work has evolved and become so strong. What I instantly made me think of was Harry Callahan, and um, his work seemed to have an essence or a spirit of Callahan about it, as well as an aesthetic that, that seemed to be being shared with Callahan. So, of course, I suggested, you know, Callahan, that's what it says to me. The photographer never heard of Harry Callahan and um, but very rapidly looked into it and, and as they described it, found a wealth, a library of, of images to inspire and to inform. And I suppose really that's where we are, isn't it, with photography, is that we're always looking for that, that work to take us on to the next stage. We can only really go so far, I believe, on our own. We need other people to open doors for us on that journey of self-discovery. Therefore, you know, placing too much expectation on what we can achieve is really never going to succeed in any way. It's not going to succeed creatively, and it certainly isn't going to succeed for our, our mental health. So this week, this theme around expectation seems to kind of infiltrate so many different areas of how we work as a photographer. I'm sure it would be exactly the same for a musician, and therefore it was interesting for Pixie to pick up on that. I think also interesting to um, identify that idea of where is photography going? How is it being manipulated? Personally, I'm not a big fan on the idea that for photography to grow and to to become uh, as relevant or to remain relevant to what we're doing, that we need to draw on it, we need to scratch it, we need to deconstruct it. I don't get that personally. I understand that within a fine art con- context or a, a point of expression, but I don't see it working or, or actually being needed to occur within pure photography. 
And I suppose really that's where if I was going to lay my hat in any area, I would probably lay my hat in that area of pure photography because I can see so much kind of possibility with the, within those areas. Moving on to other stuff. Uh, we've got uh, our 100th issue coming up in a few weeks time. Please look out for that one. I've dipped into the archive for a special interview with an incredible photographer. And he's going to be talking about what photography was like in the 1920s and 30s, because he was there. So that's going to be an incredible thing to look out for. So do please look out for that particular 100th podcast. It seemed appropriate to do something special and actually to photo, excuse me, to include somebody who uh, was a photographer over 100 years of age when I spoke to them. Maybe that's a few clues for you. Maybe you've guessed it already. Um, in other news, uh, it would be great if you could leave some um, reviews on the podcast, preferably not the one and two stars, um, because they help us get seen and they help us get up the uh, the algorithmic table of iTunes and all sorts of other different places. So that would be really great if you could do that. Um, also, of course, you can always follow us on UN of Photo and interact. You know, please let me know what you think about the subjects that we're talking about each week. And let me know about the, uh, the conversations we're having and that you're having and how they, uh, they sort of resonate with you in your own kind of engagement with photography. Somebody spoke to me the other week and asked, you know, who listens to this podcast? Is it just students? I said, no, I don't think it is. I think it's a really, really broad spectrum of people. And um, let's try and keep that going, shall we, and try and grow that audience and try and get the message out to as many people as possible that you don't have to buy in to the false narrative. You don't have to buy in to what's being presented to you. Sometimes you can just enjoy it. Sometimes you can just enjoy photography and just have fun. And actually, I suppose that's the advice I give most people when they ask me about their work. As I say to them, just have fun. And of course, the other piece of advice that I always give and that I always give every week is to take care. Mm -hmm.